So I want to welcome you again to Sunday in the Park. Uh, it is so good to be able to be together here today. And what a beautiful day God has given us. Amen. It is such a beautiful day. And uh, the, the temperatures, uh, the, the humidity is moderated a little bit. And uh, hopefully most of you are comfortable in the shade today. And there's some water in, in that we have as well for you today. But we want to welcome you in today. And we especially welcome those of you who are visiting this morning. And if you are visiting and would dare to admit it, would you just raise your hand, kindly raise your hand, if you're not a member of Grace Church, and we just want to say thank you, Grace Church members, let's give them some appreciation this morning. Thank you for being with us. And we also have people that haven't been with us for a while that are back and worshiping with us again, and we welcome all of you too. What a great privilege to have you here today. So what a beautiful day. Uh, God has given us. But I realize also that as we gather today, especially for those of you who may be visiting, that coming here today may have been a very big step. In other words, uh, you maybe were invited by somebody and you weren't quite sure if you wanted to come or not, and you really weren't sure what this Christian group called Grace Church was all about. I mean, just look around you. We're kind of a strange bunch, right? I mean, just look at the people. Here we are. And I mean, we're just ordinary folks. And some of us have hair and some of us don't. And, you know, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of people, which is what we love about Grace Church, right? I mean, we love the fact that we're from all over and from all walks of life. But I realize that for those of you who are visiting, this maybe was a big step today. And we just, again, welcome you in. I wanted to take a moment to kind of explain to you a little bit about Grace Church this morning. Um, you know, people are wondering, you know, what is Grace Reformed Church? Is this a cult? You know, what are we a part of here today? We're looking at all these people, and, and who are they, and what are they going to ask of me? Well, you can relax. We're not a cult. <laughs> but I wanted to share with you three things that Grace Church is all about. So this will be excellent, I think, for... For those of you who are visiting or are not familiar with our church, but it's also a really good reminder for those of us who are members of the church and, and just kind of a reminder, what are we about? And I put it in a way that I probably never put it in before as God kind of led me to help shape this message. And really, in just one word, we could summarize what Grace Church is about. Uh, that word is Jesus. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so that's the title of the message today. And I wanted to share with you three things that Grace Church is all about. And you can, if you want to, you can take that outline, fill it in as we go, or just kind of remember the points. They all begin with a letter S. I try to make it easy for you guys. So uh, the first thing that Grace Church is all about is submitting to Jesus. Just say it with me. Submitting to to Jesus. We at Grace Church, as believers in God, as Christians, actually believe that we live our lives under the watchful, caring, loving eye of God. That, that God sees all that we do, that we, in fact, live our lives as we answer to a higher authority, somebody higher than ourselves, in fact, God himself. A few years ago, I wanted to get out of town on my day off. I felt like, you know, I didn't have a lot to do. And uh, my Saturday day off, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get out of town today. And so I hopped in my car. At that time, I had my little white 
Grand Am GT two-door. Some of you remember when I drove that car, kind of almost a little sporty-like. But I buzzed down to Coralville, to the mall there, and, and sometimes I like to just go and bum around the mall, sit in the food cart, have a great meal, watch people, get people watching. Anybody like to do that? Am I, yeah, kind of fun to do, isn't it, sometimes? And it's just a good break and kind of get out of town. Well, a couple of days after I returned, I went to my mailbox, and I had a letter in the mailbox. Some of you already know where this is going. And I didn't recognize the return address, and I thought, who is this from? And I opened this up, and it, there was some pictures of a, of a car. And I thought, oh, some dealership trying to sell me a new car. And I thought, well, I don't need a new car. I'm not interested in this. And then I realized that the car that they were, trying to, that they were featuring, trying to sell me, what looked a lot like my car. And as I looked closer, there was even a zoomed-in picture of my license plate. It was my car. It was not a letter at all. It was a ticket from the Cedar Rapids Police Department for 75 bucks. So if anybody wants to contribute, you know, you're up taking offering for me. No, no, not. Yeah, exactly. So I get this ticket. I got to pay. The next day... I go to the mailbox, and there's another so-called letter with the same return address. I open it up. Sure enough, somebody's trying to sell me another car that looks just like mine. Not really. There again was my license. A little different picture, different angles. Oh, it was another ticket. They caught me coming and going both ways. This is when those traffic cameras were kind of new, and I didn't know. I know exactly where they are now. You, I can tell you exactly where to slow down and uh, where to watch out for those cameras. So I learned, I learned the hard way that week that I answer to a higher authority. We all do, to the long arm of the law, right? Well, the truth is we all answer to an even higher authority than law enforcement, as much as we appreciate law enforcement, we answer to God. And our passage today simply says in Psalm 100, verse 3, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The Bible likens the people of God, you and I, to sheep. Turn to your neighbor right now and go, bah. No, really, do it. Come on. Bah. All right. Very good. We're all sheep before God, and thankfully, we have a good shepherd. We have a good shepherd. Friends, we here at Grace Church, we really do believe in a real historical person named Jesus Christ, who was the Son of God, who came from heaven to walk this earth some 2,000 years ago. The Bible says that he lived, he died, and he rose again from the dead, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We just sung about that. And this is what we celebrate every Easter, right? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And one day, he is coming back. And as we just studied in our Apostles' Creed, to judge the living and the dead, that is that Jesus is coming back someday. And he will judge all peoples. In fact, in Philippians chapter 2, we read that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that 
that Jesus is Lord. And so even the most stubborn of knees, even the most foulest of tongues, will one day be called to account before God through Jesus Christ, and we will acknowledge that he is Lord. The question I pose for you today, are you ready to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you submitted your life to Jesus? Say, well, pastor, how do you do that? It's as simple as A, B, C. Three very simple things. Number one is the A. A is for admitting that I am a sinner. Admit that you are a sinner. You say, well, that's not very popular, uh, pastor. I don't really want to hear about that. But friends, we've got to start at the beginning. The Bible tells us very clearly in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Anybody know anybody who's perfect here? Anybody know anybody who thinks they're perfect? <laughs> Nobody's perfect. The fact of the matter is we've all fallen short before God. Nobody, is, nobody loves God all the time. Nobody loves other people perfectly all of the time. And so the first step to submitting to Jesus is simply to admit that I am a sinner. The second thing, B, is for believing. Believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord. Believing. Believe in Jesus. Some people wonder, who is Jesus today? Some people say, oh, he's just a, he was a liar. He didn't, all that stuff in the Bible is just nonsense. Some people say, well, he was kind of a legend, a spiritual giant, and, and uh, he, was, he was a really good person. Others will say, well, he was kind of a lunatic. He was a madman. He thought he was God. Was he a liar, a lunatic? or a legend? No. He was actually Lord. Lord. And so we believe that Jesus was sent to, to die for your sins. And, and the fact is, our sin leaves us helpless before God. We, we're, 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 we're stuck in this position of being in, 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 at odds with this God who loves us and created us. And, and John 3.16 reminds us that God so loved the world, and all of you and me, that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. And so we admit that we're sinners in need of a Savior, and we believe that Jesus is that Savior. And then thirdly, the C is for commit. Just simply commit your life to following Jesus. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus said these words. He said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself take up his cross, that's the submitting part, and he said, follow me. And I'm so glad that Jesus didn't say, uh, come and uh, believe a creed or uh, uh, adhere to some doctrine. No, Jesus says, come follow me. He calls us to his very person. Jesus calls us into a relationship with God through him. And that's what it means to commit your life to following Jesus. And so here at Grace Church, friends, we are all about Jesus. We're all about submitting to Jesus. And that's first. And that's what we want to do. And that's why we offer Bible studies and small groups and programs for children and youth so that we can all grow deeper and learn how to better follow Jesus and submit to him. The second thing that Grace Church is all about, not only submitting to Jesus, but serving Jesus. Say it with me serving Jesus. In Psalm 100, verse 2, 
the passage that Dan read for us this morning. It says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Um, in the old King James Version, uh, you remember the old King James? My mom and dad used to have one, a big old Bible uh, that sat, and dad would read it after supper. Uh, most every evening after we ate supper together as a family. Remember the days when people maybe still did that? And uh, he would read a chapter from the Bible. It was the old King James Version. These and thou's. I didn't understand all of it, but, um, but it was good, good instruction for us. But in the King James Version, it doesn't say to, to um, worship the Lord with gladness. It says serve the Lord with gladness. And some of you remember that translation of Psalm 100. Serve the Lord. Many of us in today's world aren't exactly thrilled at the idea of serving, serving others, or even serving God. Uh, truth be told, I'd just as soon sit back in my lazy boy recliner and, and, you know, let other people serve me, and, hey, I want some water, I want this or that, and, you know, that's kind of our human nature, right? Uh, we like to be served, but we at Grace Church, and we're not perfect in this by any means, don't get me wrong, but we're growing in our ability and our capacity to serve God through Jesus Christ. And here's the paradox of the Christian life, that true life, said Jesus, can only be found when we give our lives away. Here's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. In other words, you try to hold on to your life and protect it, and it's all about me and what I want and my needs, and you work hard to get those needs met. It never works out, does it? In fact, other people always tend to let us down. You just live unhappy and disappointed. But when we give our lives to the serving of others, to serving their needs, to helping them as best we can, there's something very fulfilling and satisfying. As we give our lives away, we find that I have life. I feel satisfied. You say, well, how do we give or serve the Lord Jesus? How do we give to Jesus? How do we serve Jesus? And there are four things that I want to highlight for you. The first way is simply this, to love God. Say it with me. Love God. We can serve Jesus by loving God. A group of legal experts in Jesus' day, we'd call them lawyers today, they were kind of had it in for Jesus. They were trying to stump him, trying to trick him. They were skeptical of this Jesus character. He didn't seem to fit into their religious laws. They thought they'd quiz him one day, and they came up to Jesus, and they said, Jesus, out of all of the commandments, out of all of the rules and regulations of the Bible and of our Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, Jesus, which one is the most important? And they thought they would try to stump Jesus, but without missing a beat, without batting an eye, Jesus responds to them. It's found in Mark. And he says, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We read in our passage today that God is good, that his love endures forever that he is faithful to all generations. 
When I think about God, I think what's not to love about him? We just sang that this morning. What's not to love about Jesus? We can love and serve Jesus by loving God. The second thing is this, to love others, to love others. And this is the second part of that great commandment that Jesus gave when he responded to those legal experts, their question. He said, yeah, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but also love your neighbor as you love yourself. We can love Jesus by loving others. It's why we at Grace Church, it's why we do a lot of really fun things. We, we're going to have a Jesus giveaway uh, this coming summer. Uh, somebody called up once and they said, uh, so how much do these things cost? You know, it's like a big giant garage sale. We'll have it over there at our youth house just next door to the church. And um, I said, well, everything's free. They go, yeah, okay, but how, what, how much is, is it? No, it's free. Okay, yeah, but how, what, what do I, how much does it cost? No, it's free, 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 free. It's all free. And it was so hard for people to understand there's no strings attached, that there's no like commitment that they have to make, that it's just our loving our neighbors and loving others. And that's, we do that at Grace Church in so many ways. And it's so much fun for us to do. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, he told a, a story, uh, we call it a parable. It's an earthly story with a spiritual meaning. And he, he told a story about the sheep and the goats. We've been talking about sheep here this morning. And so Jesus said, look, when I come back, the, this, this, I'm going to separate the sheep, that is the people that follow me, from the goats, and that is those who do not follow me, who do not believe in me. And, and the sheep, they'll go away to an eternal home in heaven. And, and the goats... Sadly, they go to a suffering eternity in hell. It's, it's kind of a sobering story. But here's what Jesus says. He says, now as much as you've done it, as much as you've served other people, because the, they were wondering, what, how, how, did we, how did we miss it? it, it did, did you feed the hungry? Did you, did you clothe the naked? Did you, did you help the sick? Did you visit those in prison? And, and Jesus says, look, as much as you've done it to those, you've done it unto me. And there's just a wonderful truth in that, the idea that when we serve each other, we're really serving Jesus. We're really serving, there's a bit of Jesus, a bit of God, the image of God in each and every person, amen? And those around you, even those that you, you don't like, okay? Even those that you struggle to get along with, there's a bit of God, a bit of Jesus in them. And so we want to respect and love everybody as children of God. We can serve Jesus by loving God, loving others. And then thirdly, loving yourself. Say it with me, loving yourself. And this one may seem a little weird to you. You might not, oh, gee, that sounds kind of selfish or kind of vain. But notice in the great commandment again that Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying there that a healthy self-love is a prerequisite for loving others. I think sometimes we kind of forget this. We kind of miss, we kind of gloss over that part. We focus on the love God and love others. But there's also a kind of implied command to love ourselves. And that means 
taking care of myself, eating right, getting enough sleep. It means setting healthy boundaries. It means not putting myself into an abusive type situation. It means caring for, for myself. Because until we do that, we aren't really able to love others quite fully and as freely as we should. You know, if I love somebody because I'm wanting to get something back, because I'm hoping that they'll reward me or, or just say a big thank you or recognize me, that's not a mature love. God calls us to love others freely, out of a full heart, not an empty heart, out of a love that is out of a heart that is filled with the love of God. So we can serve Jesus by loving God, loving others, loving ourselves, and then fourthly, by loving creation. Loving creation. In, our, uh, in Psalm chapter uh, 27, or excuse me, 24, verse 1, we read here that the earth is the Lord's and everything in the world and all who live in it. In Colossians 1, verse 16, we read that for by him that is through Christ, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Friends, if, if this world was created through Jesus, then I think Jesus cares about this world. I think Jesus cares about creation and how you and I treat creation is important. There's nothing political about this statement whatsoever. This isn't a political statement. Friends, as children of God, as believers in Jesus, we especially have a responsibility to care for this earth. And so today we're going to ask you, once you get your water bottles or whatever, to recycle those. It's just one small way that we can take care of this earth. Grace Church is all about Jesus, submitting to Jesus, serving Jesus, and thirdly, sharing Jesus. Say it with me, sharing Jesus. It's why we're here today. Grace Church loves to hold events for our neighborhood and our community. Sometimes you find something that is so good that you've got to share it. So it's a great song, or here's a good book, or, or a new restaurant. You know, uh, when I eat chicken, I like to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. And a friend of mine recently said, uh, try Popeye's. We're going to go to Popeye's. I just love saying that. Popeye's Chicken. It's a, I've never eaten Popeye's Chicken before. I don't think I've ever had it in my life. I know it's been around, it's, and it's kind of fun to say, Popeye's Chicken. But, uh, but... We went there, and by golly, that chicken was so good. And I'm like, I'm just telling you today, right? On the other hand, sometimes you get things that are so good that the selfishness in me wants to hold on to them. Anybody ever eat at Red Robin, the gourmet burger place? I'm still waiting for Waterloo to get one of those here. But you have to travel down to Cedar Rapids, and they've got a Red Robin, and they've got great hamburgers there, and I love the Bonsai Burger, and I get that most every time I go there. But they have a dessert that is to die for. It's called the Mountain High Mud Pie. Doesn't that sound great? The Mountain High Mud Pie. I hope we can, can we get some here for dessert? I don't know, but it's probably too late. The Mountain High Mud Pie, it's a big wedge of ice cream and chocolate and, and, and Oreo cookie crust on there. It is so good. One time I ordered it and the waitress brought it out with, I was there with a few other friends and, and she brought it out with like three spoons. I'm like, no, 
Uh, no, I one spoon. This is for me. Say sorry. You guys can order your own. Say I love you, but you know. The Lord Jesus, friends, is so good that you've got to share him. And at Grace Church, that's, that's why we're here today. That's what we're all about, is sharing Jesus with others. In Psalm 100, verse 5, it reveals, as I mentioned, that God is good. His love endures forever. He's faithful to all generations. How could Grace Church, how could anyone keep quiet about this wonderful Jesus? In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it in the full. Have it abundantly. How many of you want an abundant life? Anybody want an abundant life? You want a full life, a satisfying life? Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In other words, Jesus says, look, you have physical needs for food and water. I will provide your spiritual bread and living water through my spirit. I got to believe that maybe there are some people here today that are hungry, hungry for more of God, maybe thirsty. Maybe some of you are here today and, and, and life just isn't really working well for you. Maybe some of you are kind of exasperated with the situation of your life right now and you're, you're searching. Maybe some of you have been drifting from God lately. Maybe some of you are actually running from God. Some of you are saying, you know what, I need to get back in church. And I'm here to tell you that Grace Church is a, is a, grace, is a family that welcomes all people. And we welcome the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter, those who've been wandering or even running from God. And that's what Grace Church is about. You see, we're a, we're a church that we're no better than anybody else. We don't have it all together. If you're looking for the perfect church, you're <laughs> we're not it. <laughs> we're not, and we don't have a perfect pastor, and that I'll admit readily. But if you're looking to be a part of a group that's growing in Jesus, that wants to do the right thing, a church that loves Jesus. He's our Lord. We want to submit to him. We want to serve him. We want to say thank you. If somebody does something nice for you, you just it's natural to say thank you. We want to say thank you to Jesus with our lives for his sacrifice on the cross for us. We want to share Jesus because he's too good not to share. And that's what Grace Church is all about. Uh, most of you know that I hail from Michigan, proud Michigander. And I grew up in Holland, which is near Lake Michigan, not very far away at all. And we'd go down on a day like today, we'd go down to the beach, be crowded, a lot of people, nice to swim, clear blue water, not like George Wythe, okay? Beautiful lake. But on the road between Holland and Grand Rapids, there's a little town called Hudsonville. Not Hudson, but Hudsonville. Some of you have been through there or been, at, been there. They're known for salary and produce and stuff like that. They muck fields, dark, dark muck. Grow a lot of good stuff. Along the road, it's called Old Chicago Drive, for those of us who've been there and grew up there, there's a big billboard with a picture of Jesus on it. 
And on that billboard, it says, Jesus can heal the broken pieces of your heart. Or excuse me, Jesus can heal your heart if you give him the broken pieces. Jesus can heal your heart if you give him the broken pieces. Today, my friends, I want to invite you to consider giving Jesus the broken pieces of your heart. Truth be told, we're all kind of broken, needy people. We've all fallen short. We're all sinners. Nobody's better than anybody else. We all need Jesus. And thankfully, Jesus is here for you, you and me. Would you give your life to Jesus? Would you give your heart and the broken pieces of it to him today? Um, if you want to make a significant commitment to Jesus today, feel free to come and talk to me or anybody with a Grace Church t-shirt on or any of our people would be happy to, to help uh, just talk to you about that and encourage you, maybe pray with you. Uh, we're here for you. And uh, so let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we can be a church all about Jesus, that he is worthy of all of our praise, that he is here for us, that, Lord, that we, as we give our lives and surrender to him, that he meets us where we are and he heals our broken hearts and he refreshes our souls and he leads us beside quiet waters. And he leads us in paths of righteousness because he is our good shepherd and we are but his sheep. We answer to him. And so, Lord, come and just do your work today in the hearts and lives of each person here, including mine. In Jesus' name we pray it. And all God's people said, amen.